0: Happy new year boys
1: happy new year to you as well to everybody
0: and happy new year to you this this is one of those funny things about a monthly show it's like the end of january and we're still in the new year Uh, but we thought that we would maybe give a bit of an update today on the stuff that we've been playing because i've actually been playing some video games recently which is i think i've played Mm. more games since the last time we spoke then maybe in all of 2020.
1: <laughs> that is accurate. Yes.
0: Because um, I have three video games that I've been playing. Um, but I guess the big news is that Federico finally got a PlayStation.
1: Yay! <laughs> <laughs> I got a PS5 in a, in a very uh, sort of a, <laughs> a twist of fate type of deal. Um, Your you're yeah. mate, you mean? Yes. Um, <laughs> so... Just when I lost all hope that I would be able to get a PS5 before Christmas, one morning I woke up to a very nice text message. Actually, it was an audio message on WhatsApp from my uh, often-mentioned video game store owner friend from my hometown in Viterbo. saying He just sent me uh, an audio message saying, so do you want a PS5 or what? It's waiting for you at the store. (laughs) <laughs> that That was the message it told me nothing, and basically, uh so uh, because of COVID, he had this specific opening times that and I was in Rome, I was not in viterbo, so we arranged I sent the money i I, like, I actually wired the money to my mom, and my mom went to the store to get my p s five and he told my mom the story of so basically, there were like hundreds of people in the in in waiting. In, in line to get a PS5 from his store and he said, but because uh, uh, basically the majority of these people were like texting me every couple of days, especially before Christmas Hey, do you have the PS5? Do you have the PS5 yet? Hey, when's my PS5 coming? And I got so annoyed at all those people when I was able to get one I thought about it, I was like, you know what? Federico never bothered me, never sent me a text <laughs> message, so I'm gonna <laughs> give this PS5 to him <laughs>
0: <laughs> There's an interesting thing in there because it's like, maybe that just means Federico doesn't care as much, which then is like a really I, weird, I, was I mean, respectful. I know I, yeah, I guess, I, I guess.
1: Yeah, no, because he told me, like he told me back in late September, we had this conversation I told him, look, I totally forgot about the pre-orders and he told me, yeah, you did and now it's too late and I'm going to try my best to get you one before yeah. the end of the year. However, you will not get one on day one. That is pretty much guaranteed. And I'm not sure that I will be able to get stock before 2021. Mm -hmm. And I was like, okay, cool. I get it. You know, do your thing. I'll I'll just keep waiting. I will not put in an order anywhere else. And I just kept waiting because I took the guy, you know, at his word. Because, you know, we go way back. Um, This is the, you know, the same person who sold me... a game boy advance in 2001 yeah from he sold me his personal copy that he ordered from japan so like we go back 20 years at this point and yeah so when he was able to get one unit he gave me one and that was a really nice touch it was a really nice christmas present to myself so um i purchased the ps5 myself and my mom uh, got me uh spider-man miles morales for as a, as a gift for christmas i felt like a kid you know i, I guess like a grown-up kid i purchased the console myself but yeah, my mom the bought me a video game <laughs> that's the difference
0: what else what have you, have you been playing spider-man what what's what's been yeah. uh, adorning your playstation
1: uh, it's mostly, uh, I've been playing, uh, Spider-Man a lot and I've been playing, oh, we're going to talk about this in a, in a few minutes. I've been playing Ghost of Tsushima. Mm-hmm. This is a PS4 game. However, it, it runs better on PS5 and, uh, much to your surprise, um, I've been playing Call of Duty, uh, the, the new one, Black Ops Cold War. That
0: is to my surprise, actually.
1: The single player, I've been playing the campaign myself, uh, but one day we had a, we had a friend over and uh, by the way, we, can ha- we only have friends over when we, when we do uh, COVID tests beforehand. <laughs> We're very well organized from that point of view at this point, uh, which is, uh, you know, you want to have people over? Great, go get tested mm-hmm. the morning off, and then you can come over for lunch because we cannot have them over for dinner because we have a curfew at 10 p.m. Anyway, uh, we play uh, online Call of Duty as well. Uh, the, that was the first time in my life I ever played online Call of Duty. Wow! And uh, unsurprisingly, I sucked. Yeah, that's that's a terrible idea. That, that's <laughs> but It was also kind of fun. Like I was able to get a bunch of kills in, like four, or five <laughs> out <laughs> of two hundred deaths. Bunch, but you, you got some, uh, an some, amount, some, a, a small, a very small amount. Um, but yeah. So those three games: uh, Spider Man, Tsushima and Call of duty oh and of course I mean no the um Astrobot obviously yeah too. you you have to right it's the yeah
0: um well let's talk about those a little bit then I mean we've spoken about uh spider-man a little bit already uh do you have anything specific to say about about spider-man are you far into the game
1: uh I would say about 10 hours into the game.
0: So, if you completed the story, or you explore, like, are you playing? I don't remember. Did you play the original?
1: Yeah, but it, not through the end of the story. Okay. Because my uh, quote-unquote issue with Spider-Man is that I tend to get sidetracked with the side quests and just exploring the city a lot. Yeah. And especially like using the the smartphone app in the game to accept like these little side quests yeah. that pop up. This. The citizen requests on the screen, um, so I don't think I'm really that far into the story. But I've been doing a lot of side quests and a lot of leveling up uh, for skill points and suits and that kind of stuff. But I really love it. I think I I think I actually prefer this one to the original because, like, I actually prefer Miles as a character, yeah. Um, and and the backstory and the soundtrack, and obviously it looks fantastic. I did get the ultimate version of the game, which includes the remastered version of the PS4 game, but I haven't touched that one at all. I've just been playing the new one. And uh I don't know, the story is really well done. It 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 captures your I, I think it captures your interest right away. And obviously the game is beautiful. Like it's absolutely marvelous to look at on PS5. And the it's it's also a pretty good demo for the dual sense controller, I think.
0: Yeah, it's 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 okay. I I would like to have seen them do more with the controller, yeah. but but they like they haven't done much with the triggers,
1: for example.
0: No, uh, so I completed the main story now, mm. um, and I ended up just like I I just bumped the difficulty down. <laughs> I think I was playing it regular, right and I was like, you know what, I don't want to be button meshing constantly. I just bumped the difficulty down because so I just wanted to get through the story. You know, I, I was enjoying mm. it. I think it's a very nice expansion um, on the original game, and the story itself. I mean, I'm not giving any spoilers, but very effective. I, mean, I was I was emotionally involved uh, in the story. I think they told a they told a nice story.
1: Yeah, I think from what I've seen so far, um, you know, the, the 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 all the family, you know, relationships uh, in the story and. Mm-hmm. You know, the childhood friend who takes a different path uh, for a bunch of reasons. I think that was really effective, at least from what I've seen so far. Yeah. And um, I'm still playing on normal, although I get what you mean with the button meshing and wanting to see the end of the story. Mm -hmm. And this is where I mentioned once again how I wish more developers would copy the God mode from Hades. Mm -hmm. Uh, Such a genius feature. I would love to see it in a a bunch of other games. Uh, What I think is really remarkable... Which you guys talked about last month, I think. It's the basically non-existent loading times uh, when both when starting the game, you uh, know, when booting up the PS Five, but also when fast traveling between locations. Yeah, the fact that you can just move around and it takes just three seconds. You get used to it after a while, but so, then if you so think quickly.
0: about it, I don't know. It's I don't even think about it anymore. It's just like okay, exactly, yeah.
1: yeah, like it becomes the new normal. But then, when I see, for example, videos like of people playing PS4 games or Xbox One games, and I see those old loading times and I remember, oh, this is how it used to be, you know, 15, 20, 25 seconds, I'm like, oh God, <laughs> no, I don't want to go back to that. Shahid, have you been playing
2: Call of Duty? I have, yeah, and thoroughly enjoying it. I've been playing the um, single player campaign mode. Yeah. I've not got particularly far because I don't get to play my PS5 an awful lot. That's changed recently because I took the rather dramatic step of removing it from the living room and bringing it up into the spare room where I have a suitable LG CX 48-inch OLED setup, which is meant to be there for my work monitor because I'm using the shed less. And it's being used almost as much for ps5 in the last few days simply because well i now get to play i have actual time to play <laughs> you know, the family's not hogging the telly and you know now I might explain my recent insomnia who knows but uh, it's been good and i tell you what oled makes a difference as well yeah because what, the telly we have downstairs is bigger so huge impact you know, you've got that nice big 65 inch screen downstairs and And it's all great, and it's a Sony, and so it's lovely. But then you play it on an OLED, or play anything on an OLED, and it's, especially when you've got all the lights off, it's amazing. But yeah, Call of Duty I've really enjoyed. I think it uses the triggers really well. I think the graphics are spectacular. Uh, I've not played the online mode, though I have been playing a bit of uh, Call of Duty 4 Remastered, so the first Modern Warfare. On the PS5 online, believe it or not, and that has been—I'd uh, like to say—an education. But actually, I'm an, I'm learning very little in this education, except <laughs> well, that no, I've really, learned really something bad very now.
0: important: that you're <laughs> what, not then? good at it,
2: <laughs> not anymore. <Right? laughs> That's yeah, what I did, you've did learned. I tell
0: you? I used, to,
2: I used to. I used to. There was one particular level. Do you remember the warehouse? Sure. Yeah. It was one of the extras, yeah. right? So if you bought the extras, there's a warehouse. I more often than not finished top in a death match in warehouse consistently, which takes some doing. That's the kind so that will give you an idea of the kind of thing that I'm good at. Just Twitch, because basically that level was all about Twitch. But if I have to think, you know, it's like I tell you what I'm really bad at is if someone says, here, catch, and I wait for the thing to come across, I will drop it no matter how much time you give me. Mm-hmm. If you give me like a minute to go to my computer and work out the trajectory and work out the exact forces I need to require to place my joints in the right positions, I will not be able to catch it. But if something falls from somewhere high and I haven't seen it, I will hear it, I will turn around, and I will catch it. And it's exactly the same in video games. So my, my conscious brain gets in the way of me playing games. But one of the things I really love about video games, or have done since the beginning, Is don't make me think, just let me get into it, just let me play. Uh, Let there be the minimal distance between what I'm doing and what's happening. So that's a lame excuse, I know, I know. And I'm not saying games that don't do that are not great because I have enjoyed this. There has been a little bit of thinking required, but anytime it gets into a kind of Twitch situation and it's pure reaction, I've absolutely enjoyed that to bits. But I've got to ask you guys because this is going to be the weirdest thing how how long have we been doing this like five years plus now right something yeah. like that yeah we now all have playstations the latest one and i take it we have played online once or twice have you mike N- no you mm. haven't okay so here's my question
0: are we friends on PlayStation Network? I don't think I'm friends of anybody on PlayStation I don't think Network. we are. I, I never play online. <laughs> I never, ever play online. Hmm. So, like, I don't... I know that... I think we're all friends on Nintendo. Like, on the Switch. But not on the PSN. Because I never... It's just not a thing that I do because the types of games that people play online, like Call of Duty, like I just, I I don't want to subject myself to online Call of Duty because I know I'm going to be terrible. You know? Mm. So I never really think about it.
1: Uh, Yeah, that's also my problem. Like I have a bunch of friends here uh, who play and actually also stream on Twitch. Stuff like Call of Duty, um, FIFA 21, for example. I was just talking to a friend who's playing FIFA 21 and streaming on Twitch they play Rocket League, but they mm. like they have these sessions where they play for four, five hours. Almost on a daily basis, and I just don't have that amount of time. Unless oh, it's obviously Pokemon. For, obviously, Fortnite. Unless well, <laughs> yes, well, maybe 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 last year. Uh, different times of the different times. Different times. Time. Mm, <laughs> not now, unfortunately. And uh but no, I just feel like but, even when I was playing competitive Pokemon, right, it was a one on one versus one kind of deal mm. mm-hmm. whereas, like my friends, they have like these teams, right, whether they play call of Duty or fortnite, and I just don't feel like i i just I don't want to let them down, you know, because i'm a mm. I'm a novice player. And so like every time they invite me and I have to decline because i'm um, I'm just not there in terms of the dedication and the amount of time that I can set aside for playing mm-hmm. those kinds of games. And also they make me feel bad because then I I think, you know what, I'm not good enough. And there's these kids who are like in middle school and they play for 10 hours a day and I just don't have that amount of time. And obviously they're going to kill me in like five seconds. You know, my, my online life
2: has changed dramatically the last few days. Um, I I was very much like you. Obviously, but perhaps an even more extreme example, actually, because you guys definitely play more games than I do. Mm -hmm. I'm much more limited in the amount of time I can dedicate to games, but yes, like anything else. And you find something and you will make the time for it, right? And Mm -hmm. suddenly you know you're supposed to be working, you're doing this instead. But a friend of mine the other day uh, recommended this game called Remnant from the Ashes. It was on sale Mm -hmm. on the PlayStation Store. I'd never heard of it. Uh, For some reason, um, I thought, okay, well, you're recommending it. Uh, We worked together at PlayStation, so we've been good friends for a very long time. And he said, the great thing about this game is it's like um, a Dark Souls, but with um, mid-range shooting. And I Mm. thought, oh, that's interesting. I will probably enjoy that. And then he said, but the thing that really makes this game amazing is co-op mode. It's the best co-op that I've ever played, he says. Ah, interesting, because I've not seen that many great co-op games on PlayStation. This this is to both of your points, you know, because the competitive air uh, of existing games or the kind of games that we've been talking about, particularly Mm. shooters, is such that unless we invest 12 hours plus a day, we will never be at the level that we want to be at to be competitive and therefore find it fun. Because, you know, mm-hmm. if, you're, if, if your level of challenge is being pushed too hard, you can't even compete. What Honestly, what is the point? Yep. But he said that the great thing about this game is a co-op because the actual co-op side of it makes it very relaxed and much more fun. One person's gain is the other person's gain, but one person's loss is not the other person's loss. So if you think about it, that's a nice little compensatory system there. Plus, there are all kinds of tools for finding out where your players are, finding out what your player, what your team members are indicating at, and so on. And I think the last decent co-op game I remember is Left for Dead, and I never really played that very much either. Um, but this, I started playing with my friend. I, for some reason, uh, and I don't think this is a coincidence, um, it must have happened this way for a reason. I've been suffering from Onset Insomnia. So, some nights I've like taken it's taken me four hours to fall asleep, and then the other night, I thought, "You know what, let's just play this game with Spencer, <laughs> so ten o'clock right, and like suddenly it's like half eleven twelve o'clock, and we've been playing for an hour and a half too, and it is really, really good. I've got myself a decent headset yes fifty five year old guy in the middle of the night supposed to be working I can subscribe. he's got man. his headset on, and yep. yeah. Just madness. So I've been sitting there in the dead of night in this darkened room with the OLED A <laughs> beautiful um <laughs> headset on, because you know me, gadget guy, gotta get the best. Yeah. So I've got my Steel Series Arctis Pro, whatever the yeah. I say whatever, and of course I reeled off every single designation, didn't I? I mean, talk about um humble brag. Yeah, lovely headset, so it worked great. So I'm speaking to my friend in the dead of night, so it kind of feels slightly. Oh, this weird is nice. And, this doesn't look yeah. like a gamer's headset. Yeah, it's really nice. It's extremely comfortable. But yeah, so the thing is, it's half 11, something like that, maybe midnight. And he says, well, Shahid, you know what? I've got to go now. And I'm thinking, no! See, that's my line! I'm the one who's supposed to say, my appointments are scheduled in 15-minute increments. I have got exactly 45 minutes for play, and I must go, and now it's 10.45, goodbye. But no, I'd lost track of time, and I was thinking, I can play this for hours. So... Um, yesterday, sadly, I was suffering from insomnia again, but I couldn't uh, join. Um, but tonight, I will be suffering from insomnia again. Uh, and I'm very much looking forward to it.
0: <laughs> At <a> certain <laughs> point,
1: uh, your desire to play the of game is...
0: will bring me insomnia. <laughs> just, You're aware of this. I just
1: love the honesty <laughs> of it. Like, tonight, I will be suffering from insomnia again. <laughs> Oopsie. <laughs> <laughs> I wanted
0: to just circle back to Call of Duty for a minute, because I've been playing the campaign too, uh, and I'm up to like the final level. Oh, Um, wow. No spoilers, please. No, no spoilers. All Mm. I'm going to say is, like this is very obtuse, the storytelling is very good, and it goes to some interesting places that I wasn't expecting. There's one particular level where you're playing basically like a puzzle-solving stealth mission, which I really enjoyed and wish they have more of. Um, and so th- there are some twists and turns in this game that I enjoy. There's this one mechanic, which I haven't got my head around really, because you, you kind of go to this board and you choose the missions you want to do. And there are these side missions you can do, but you need to like solve these puzzles to access them. And I haven't yet gotten my head around how to solve these puzzles. It seems quite complicated and I found that intriguing. Uh but yeah, I would say overall it's a I've I've enjoyed uh the campaign mode of Black Ops. I think that they're they're doing some interesting stuff still, which I'm which I'm impressed by. Um because I I know that these the Call of Duty campaign games had a bit of a lull in quality for a while. And I kind mm. of uh, I'd stop playing them. You know, I used to get it every year and just play the campaign. Me too, I gave up for years. Exactly. Th- there was an the right. odd free
2: drop, right? So I think there was a plus version of I think Advanced Warfare at some point. And I'd get that. But I after I can't remember which one I stopped stopped at, but yeah, like you, I was finding it really samey and just just dropped
0: out. But this one is is, is one of the most unique that I've played. It's it's good. The story's good, the acting's good. Really great. I wanted to ask both of you, um,
2: probably a strange question given that, we're, we're, I guess we're okay for buying games, but what do you guys think of the price? Were you at all put off by it?
0: Do you think it's a fair price? I mean, games have gone up this generation in price. I don't mind the $60 price. What is annoying me is how hard it is to find the $60 games in the PlayStation Store. Right? Mm. Because yeah. they're like, hey, buy this eighty-five pound version yeah, that includes all so this. Annoying. And you have to dig in multiple levels to just buy the game. Like I d like the the thing that it really frustrates me with some of these games. is like before I've ever played this game, why do I care about all these extras? So mm. like and then, like Hitman, right? Hitman I, I came out. This week, I've downloaded it. Uh, I've had a bit of an on and off relationship with stealth games in general, but I wanted to try this one. It reviewed really well, and it's one of the uh, big releases for this generation so far. So, I've just played through the training missions. I'm enjoying it. I, I want to like. I like it because you kind of like you've got the story, and it's like, hey, if you've not played one or two, go play these training missions. <laughs> I'm like, okay, I'll go play the training missions. So I'm, I'm doing those. And uh, But when I go to the store to download it, it's like, hey, here's a 75-pound version. It's got a bunch of outfits. It's like, I don't even know if I'm going to like this game. Why do I give a crap yeah, about yeah, the outfits yeah, for the character? Yeah, mm-hmm, yeah. Right? It's, it's too much, and, and it really annoys me because you've already put the prices up, which I can understand, because games have been no. like $50, 50 pounds, whatever, for years, right? And nothing's changed. Mm. So I don't yep. mind putting the prices up a little bit, right? Like, I get it. Economics change, blah, blah, blah. What I don't like is being kind of trick... Like, I think I spoke about this. Like, I could not find on the Microsoft Store the standard version of Assassin's Creed Valhalla. They referenced that it existed, but I couldn't find it, so I had to buy because I wanted to try. it, I had to buy one of the the more expensive versions. It's, it's yeah, I find it very frustrating uh, that that they they make it so so tricky. But other than that, like the price change, I'm fine with.
1: Yeah, that's I agree with everything Mike said. I'm fine with the price change. I get it. Making games is more complicated. We live in difficult times and all that. Like. It's fine, games have been expensive for a while now. But the thing is, like, I sometimes just want to go to the online store and I, just, and I just think of it as, okay, give me the basic version of the game that, like, the digital counterpart of what I would buy in the store. Like, if I were to go mm. out and buy the standard version, just give me the digital version of that. I don't want the outfits. I don't want the themes. I don't want the, you know, the extra treasure chests or whatever. Like, what's the standard version that I can give you money for? And it's become so difficult that it almost it does feel like you're being tricked or scammed almost in a way. Like, they they make this premium or deluxe or early access versions. Like, no, just give me the regular vanilla version of the game. So that's what annoys me, uh, and I think Nintendo does a better job at this on the eShop. But maybe that's also because of the kinds of games that you know that you can find on the eShop. You can find, for example, The Last of Us Part Two or Assassin's Creed Valhalla, right? You cannot find those games on the eShop, and those tend to be the the games where this kind of trend seems to be more present. You know the outfits and the extra weapons and the extra treasure chests scattered throughout the map. You don't find those in in the games that you find on the eShop necessarily. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah,
2: you know the the way they could get around this is they only sell the basic version of the game, and when you go to buy it, it shows you the upgrades, the extras that you can get, and That's they're only available. How it should start. Yeah, yeah, and and, and and it should be that you only get um, a certain price when you're about to buy the game. And that afterwards, you could buy these things, sure. The likelihood is you won't. But afterwards, the price maybe goes up. So maybe at the point of sale, you get a discount. I, and it might be that some people already do this, but I've never seen it done with a discount. So you've, you've now got this in your basket. You're just about to hit buy. Hey, wait, guys, if you want this, And there's also this, and this is what this lets you do. So you actually see and understand the value proposition. I almost think that these upgrades are created for people who are already into the franchise and know exactly what they're going to get. And they have a secondary purpose of confusing people who are new to the franchise into thinking they won't be getting a full version of the game if they don't get the expensive version. Because as
0: well, like all of the content can like this additional content you can just buy it afterwards like there isn't a need to buy these things at checkout and like hitman has a store in the game to buy right like to buy all this additional outfit crap right like it's it's i find it i find it very frustrating but i agree like it should be starting from the other way and then you let people buy it because yeah but this is just a nitpick nitpick but um ghost of tsushima
1: yeah what's going on there well this game came out last year obviously and i was so busy with the ios 14 review i couldn't possibly pay attention to it uh so i was looking through a list of ps4 games that received ps5 graphical enhancements and performance enhancements and ghost of tsushima um you can On PS5, you can run it at full 4K resolution and 60 frames per second. And it also benefits from slightly shorter loading times. And I thought, well then, that's a that's a game that uh, that has been, you know, that has intrigued me for a while. And it seems like the good time to check it out. And um and I started the game with a lot of preconceptions about it, with a lot of like. I don't think I'm going to like this game necessarily because it's open world and I'm kind of fed up with the you know U- Ubisoft open world simulator kind of genre and I don't know I was very skeptical of it I was l- I was just like I'm going to check this out in the context of how w- what does it feel like to run a PS4 game on PS5 that was my I- initial context mm. and motivation for the game but then I noticed that the more I kept playing the game, the more I liked it. And it's uh, I'm, I'm actually loving it. Like the story it, it it takes you like it captures you right away. And uh, but I, I've been thinking about it and I think for me, what resonates at a fundamental level with my t- tasting video games is the setting you know, uh, medieval Japan with samurai and, you know, these family feuds and this war that is going on. Um, that's sort of anything. Japan obviously is close to my heart, but this particular setting really works for me and for my aesthetic, for my tastes. But it's also the fact that this game is so pretty Yeah, and it's so beautiful and it's, and I don't use this, this um qualifier lightly. In many ways, it's very breath of the wildy, sort of like this big, beautiful open world with these forests and th- these lush forests, these lakes, these mountains that you can see in the background. Obviously, it's not even close to breath of the wild in terms of freedom of exploration, but that sense of having this big, beautiful, natural world in front of you and you're riding the horse and you're moving between locations and you're discovering new locations, it's very pretty and beautiful and relaxing when you're traveling around. And so the story and the setting, they really work for me. The pace of the story is also really well done. Uh, Something that I don't think a lot of people necessarily pay a lot of attention to these days is the quality of the UI. The user interface of the game, the way that you keep track of missions, the way that you manage your inventory, um, the way that, that the game shows you hints for what the controls do, all these little touches in terms of how you actually manage the game, really well done. And Sucker Punch, they did an excellent game, I th- yeah. an excellent uh, work with the um with the U- with UI design in the game, uh, and also with the accessibility options, which I want to mention because so few games these days they let you bump up the size of subtitles, for example, or give the you know a different background to subtitles, which I think is something that should be appreciated, and and it's really well done here. Um, obviously, the, like the core part of the game, in addition to the exploration um, and the open world nature of it, is the is the you know the combat the 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 fighting system, and it's really well done, like you have these different stances that you can take like the water stance or the there's I don't remember the name of the other one the wind stance maybe, I don't know Um, and it's really tight, it's really well done, Uh, you have a light attack, you have a heavy attack and then you can roll, you can evade, you can block and parry it's really well done Uh, it, it feels really good to play even at a normal level, I can imagine it gets a lot more challenging at uh higher difficulty levels but at normal it's a good it's already a good challenge and you can choose between different types of of weapons you have a bow you have the kunai which are which are the 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 knives that you can throw at enemies so um yeah i'm i'm actually loving it i the story is is fascinating and interesting the voice acting is really well done I do remember when this game came out that there was some criticism surrounding the way that Sucker Punch and Sony kind of watered down some of... Uh, and maybe, you know, they they showed some aspects of medieval Japan with a little, you know, extra romanticism that, that was actually uh, warranted for all those who actually know history. I don't know history, but I do remember those articles, and I think it's important to point out that a lot of people criticized the game for the sort of heroic de- depiction of samurai and certain families in japan but I, I i personally don't know the facts there still this may be you know like i think the problem that some people have is that this is like a hollywood depiction of samurai and what they actually did in japan sure but uh for me who's you know for better or worse ignorant of the whole story and the and you know all the facts it's a very in- enjoyable piece of you know content for me like it's it's a very enjoyable video game it feels really good to play it's beautiful it's pretty when you're riding the horse and all you see as your uh, indication or where you or where to go next is the direction of the wind. You literally have to follow the wind, which is very. It reminds me of Wind Waker. Obviously, Zelda uh, Wind Waker uh, for the GameCube. Um, so yeah, it's. I, I'm I'm very surprised by this game, and it's not a like it's a violent game. There's a lot of blood. There's a lot of uh, <laughs> killing other people. There's a lot of uh, you know, violent scenes but it's that contrast between the violence of the battle and the and the beauty of the nature of the island where the game is set that creates that beautiful mix that it I think it's really well done the pace is fantastic the controls are great and it looks beautiful and obviously on PS5 4K at 60 frames runs so smooth I love it so I'm um, I was surprised by this game I started playing it last
2: year on PS4 and didn't get as far as you. Uh, surprise, surprise. I spent a couple of hours playing it, but you know my playtime was getting more and more compressed and I was beginning to play mm. other stuff and want to try a bunch of other games. But given your review of it, and especially hearing that it's 4K at 60fps on PS5, I will be installing it on my PS5 and giving that a go after I've got my current batch of games out of the way but i do have a problem i'm already out of space on my ps5 i'm finding it (laughs) really hard to manage huh well that didn't last very long did it no no i've got (laughs) i mean yeah i've got quite a few games installed on there but they're all being played at different times uh and that is a problem
0: should we talk about some stuff that we're looking forward to yeah i I have a short list for you both i think it's pretty similar to my list (laughs) Cyberpunk 2077, I, I still mm. want to play this video game.
1: Um, At some point, yes.
0: I, I I bailed out of it. I actually ended up, uh, I pre-ordered the game and then did the Sony refund because I, I never played it. I never started playing it because the day one kind of reactions and stuff to it was so bad. I was kind of like, ah, it kind of soured for me. So then I was able to get the refund because I'd never launched the game in the first place. I don't think that that was a condition, but I just never had. And my thought then was, I'm going to get this game, but I'm going to wait. There's a kind of a lot of stuff, like the the whole thing is a real big mess that I don't want to get into, but I just don't really think that uh, CD Projekt Red really did a great job with this launch on the console. So uh, basically for me, I will play this game in 2021, either w- when the PlayStation 5 patch comes out if it does come out in 2021 or once I've built my gaming PC, well my next PC uh, I might play them it will be a 2021 game for me nevertheless Um, Deathloop, this is a game that I continue to be excited about Um, we saw this it was in one of the Playstation showcases and was uh, I think it was intended to be kind of in the launch window but got delayed like so many other games have but I'm still expecting this one to be a 2021 title. The mechanics are cool, uh, like this kind of the time skipping thing, um, yeah. and the design look good. Yeah. Whatever the next Pokemon game is, I'm assuming there's gonna be one. Um, I reckon there's gonna... a
1: remake of Black and White, please. I saw please. a rumor
0: that they've that the Pokemon Company have registered a domain like Diamond Pearl or something.
1: Oh yeah, Diamond and Pearl, sorry. Yes, that that's the one due for a remake, not black and I, white. I
0: think that I think I saw a domain registered, and if I'm right, I think February, it's some kind of anniversary.
1: Yeah, it's possible. Of yeah. some
0: kind. So there's gonna be a Pokemon game this year, I'm sure. And I'm just keen to see what Nintendo do with it. Uh I make yeah. I will be playing Pokemon Snap because like
1: Oh, you will? Yeah,
0: why not, man? I loved that game when it came out.
1: I still wanna go back to the Crown Tundra expansion and trying to finish that uh, I, I, I haven't yeah. forgotten about my mission to complete the Pokedex oh, um, Okay, just I was sidetracked with my competitive play but now that I've uh, put that on pause at least for a while um, I kind of want to go back to that but yeah at some point, mm, I would like
0: to also... Like, I never finished the first DLC. Like, I was about to finish it and then got
1: sidetracked. Well, the first sidetracked. DLC is really enjoyable. That's really enjoyable. The Isle of Armor. Yeah. yeah.
0: And I haven't even begun the Crown Tundra, so... I, I would like to do it. If I get some, some space, I'll, I'll, I'll probably pick that back up again. And this, this is probably a long shot, but Breath of the Wild 2? Maybe? Mm, this year? Uh, mm-hmm. Maybe. I don't know, man. Is there going to be well here's another question is there going to be another switch this year are they going to bring out the switch pro or the switch 2 this year do you reckon they're going to do that
1: I think they have to
0: Shahid do you think they're going to do it
2: They shouldn't need to if the if the demand for the existing one hasn't dropped
0: Yeah but need and need is it, is it you know you don't have to you they don't need to do it but that doesn't mean they wouldn't because they could then just sell three switch models
2: yeah, it really does depend on how well optimized their supply chain is, right? and whether they would have to take away uh, capacity or production from their existing line, because what you don't want to do is to hobble your cash cow too early. Mm. The timing is really important. I mean, it's a great question, Mike. I'm not saying they won't do it. I'm saying if it was me making that decision, and I'm not as smart as the Nintendo people, obviously, but... If it was me making the decision, I would be looking at the demand curve for uh, for Switch and looking at all of the peak release points and seeing what that does to hardware sales. And I would be looking at demand and capacity leading into holiday season. And if I saw any sign of drop-off, then that's the point to start talking about it.
0: Isn't there a certain point, though, when, like, the train has left the station? Like, if they had decided that they were bringing out the Switch Pro in 2021, which seems like it has been a lot of rumors and just... It just makes sense from the, the age of the console now and, and what's moving forward. Like, and then they ended up having... I think Nintendo had a very surprised 2020 in, in the sales, right? Like, it it, mm-hmm. it took a real jump. There's a certain point though where they can't be like, let's not just let's not upset the apple cart because they've got a software library based potentially on a uh, a new version, right? Or no? Not necessarily.
2: It might just be that it's like the the talk cycle, which it probably will be if there is going
0: to be a Switch Pro, right? Because it's quality of life stuff more likely than exactly like like exactly everything's nicer, but all the games will still work. See, here's the thing
2: about Nintendo. They are not playing the same game as PlayStation and Xbox, right? They're not in the technology game. They're somewhere else entirely. They might do small variations on what is an absolute winner. But unless they're really forced to, I don't think they need to start thinking about next gen just yet. And I don't think this year is going to be too much different from last year. When you think about lockdown, and we were originally talking about another few weeks and uh, back nine, 10 months ago, we were talking about, I oh, will be in lockdown for a few weeks. And here we are coming up to 10 months later. We're still in a lockdown. The lockdown is likely to be extended. There are people talking about extending it to summer and autumn and making it harder still. So the, the same environment that helped to support video game growth in 2020 is going to be here in 2021 as well. Now, the emphasis for PlayStation and Xbox will obviously shift to software, but for Nintendo too, if they want to carry on selling devices, I would imagine their priority is another fantastic game. That's got to be the priority, not a new hardware platform. They just—they I just don't see that they need to do that this calendar year. This calendar year will go so fast and it will still be very much a lockdown year. Uh, not everyone's going to get vaccinated. There'll be people who want fun, relaxing, cool, chill games. They'll want games in general, but people who've got Switches, they'll want more stuff for their Switch. So I, if I was Nintendo, I would focus and double down on really good software this year. If they've got nothing to release, then they really need to think about the next platform because it's its just news. But I think it would be difficult to, to end this cycle too soon. Uh, no sensible company would do that.
0: Well, here's the mm. thing though. Uh what do they have for twenty twenty one? Well, you guys are the experts. I haven't got
2: a clue. Um don't don't they have a, a Mario World game or something? They have mm. yeah, that's
0: coming out in a couple of weeks. Right. But that's yeah, just but... a remaster. Uh, I I right. they do not have Nintendo do not have a big game confirmed for twenty twenty one.
1: At the moment they do not. Yeah. Um and also like we can speculate uh, Breath of the Wild 2, potentially. Uh, there was a report a few months back suggesting that development was farther ahead than than we thought on that game and that it could potentially launch in 2021. Um, Metroid Prime 4, I don't think so. Development had to be rebooted last year mm-hmm. uh, from scratch. So that, that's not coming out in this year uh we should be thankful if we get a teaser again in 2021 mm-hmm. for that game um uh, the big question like and i'm just gonna throw it out there holiday season 2021 i think we're due for another mario kart i was game. just gonna say
0: mario kart too, but the th- that that I agree. Well, that makes sense, right? Like Mario, because well, not due you for a Mario Kart? There was there has not been a Switch yeah. Mario Kart. It was a remaster, mm, right? Like, yeah, it yeah, was a
1: Deluxe <laughs> version. They, they yeah. never
0: actually made one, which is wild to think of because of how popular a game that is. Like we got Smash, right? They made a Smash. Did mm-hmm. not made a Mario Kart. So it is time for that. But the thing is, though, like I think it's. It's been rare over the, I think, since the Switch's launch, that we haven't been aware of a big title coming, and there is no big title that we know they are releasing this year. Mm-hmm. So, that could mean a million different things, right? It could mean that they're waiting to surprise us. It could mean they don't have one because of COVID, or it could mean, which is the the, the third door, which I'm positing, is there's a new console and. If there's going to be a new console, there has to be a new big game to go alongside it because it's what makes people buy the new console even though it doesn't need it. You know, I'm thinking of like, well, what I'm gonna say is Breath of the Wild 2, and that would be the same for every Zelda game over the last few years, right? Breath of the Wild was on the Wii U. And uh Skyward, Skyward Sword came out in the GameCube and the and the Wii. So like it wouldn't yeah. be abnormal. <laughs> For you know, Breath of the Wild 2, you can get it on your current switch or you can buy the new Switch and get it in 4K or whatever. Um But that's the only reason that I would guess Breath of the Wild 2 could be a possibility is if they're going for the console too, so they don't wanna they don't wanna spoil too much mm-hmm. about it yet. Yeah.
1: Yeah. Yeah, and I don't think they have a new Mario game coming out, like a, a new mainline series Mario game coming out. I think it's too soon for that. Um, Metroid is not happening. Uh, Anytime soon. It's happening, but not soon. Pikmin 4 has been in development forever. So maybe that at some point, but it's not like Pikmin 4 doesn't have the same appeal of, say, a new Zelda or a new Mario Kart. So, Mm -hmm.
0: Yes, I think the Nintendo part is a little bit more uncertain for this year, I think. Um, are there any other games than the ones that I mentioned that you guys are, 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 um, are eager about?
1: Yeah, I'm looking forward to the new uh, to the new game from Housemark. Returnal. Uh, yes. Returnal. Shade is going to be approving of my pick here. Totally. I'm very happy uh, to hear this. Returnal, it looks really good and really scary and fascinating. And uh, yeah, I'm looking for. I think it's launching in February. So in about a month, maybe, if I'm not mistaken. So that's coming up pretty soon on PS5. I mean, my list pretty much mirrors yours. Uh, Deathloop, the new Pokemon game, Zelda, and uh, I cannot think of anything else at the moment. Um, Well, in theory, Final Fantasy sixteen. they said 2021. I don't believe them, so I'm going to count that out. But I'm going to say Bravely Default 2 is coming out on Switch this spring, I think. And that I'm interested in because I loved the original Bravely Default on the the 3DS and I want to play the new one. But that's pretty much my list at the moment. So
2: I am looking forward to, and I hope it happens this year, they said it will, God of War Ragnarok.
1: Oh, you think it's happening this year? I, God,
2: they said this year. Because if so,
1: yes. If so, same. Yeah. I just... There are a
2: bunch of other games. I mean, Returnal on your list, Deathloop on your list. A couple of others I want to add to my list, which are unusual for me. Far Cry 6. I've Mm. not really played a lot of Far Cry, but I want to see what they do with PS5. Mm. It should be very interesting because it's always about quality and I want to see what they do visually with that. So more visually than in terms of gameplay, I'm looking forward to seeing Far Cry 6. And a game I haven't played in a long time, but one of which I have a great deal of fondness because I was once so addicted to it for so long. Uh, Gran Turismo Seven.
0: Oh yeah, I've forgotten about Gran Turismo. Yeah, I'm into I'm into that. I want to know what that. I want to know what's going on with that. I, I've always enjoyed the Gran Turismo games. That's a good
2: pick. Nobody said anything about Xbox. Is there anything on Xbox that we're looking forward to? I'm
1: not familiar with upcoming games for Xbox. I mean, there's Halo, which in theory was delayed a bunch of times. Mm. It should be coming out. uh, Halo Infinite should be coming out in 2021 at some point. Yeah. I cannot think of any other Xbox exclusive at the moment, which that's potentially the problem itself.
0: Yeah. I mean, um... (laughs) I'm looking at just an article now. (laughs)
2: Uh <laughs> there was a sci-fi game. I'm trying to remember the name of this sci-fi game. Pretty sure it was Xbox exclusive where you got two characters a ship and a sentient being in charge of a spaceship. Some kind of space shooter type thing. Just sounded like it had a bit of a an interesting premise. Oh my goodness, I'm really sorry about this. I should have made a note of it. I just heard a bit about it and I thought, yeah, that's that's my kind of game.
0: I don't think I'm not looking Does it at the ring a bell. No, it doesn't. I have no idea what you're talking about. I don't think there's any exclusives for Xbox that I'm particularly excited about right now. Like, I mean, I'm, I'm I'm keen to see what Halo's about, but like, as I said before, I'm not a big Halo fan and that's even, you know, I, I know they're saying 2021, but I guess we'll see. Right. Which is a lot of these games, really. It's mm, all a bit mm. we'll see right now, uh, yeah. for good reason. And I also think, I mean, I don't even think it's COVID now. I think, I I mean, if I was a games director right now, uh, looking at the just the real bad launch from Cyberpunk, like, that would put a chilling effect on me. Because it kind of set a new precedent in a bunch of ways for just how badly a game can be received on launch and I know I wouldn't want to be in that position so I, I could imagine that like more tricky timelines plus maybe a more hostile if, if such a thing you could even be believed in video games a more hostile environment um, I could imagine that making people maybe think a little bit more carefully for 2021 does that ring true Shahid what I've said does that make any sense yeah, it does
2: totally, especially when you're thinking about third-party publishers. The first parties, they know this already, and they know they can't ship anything that makes their devices look bad. Yep. So this is something they've learned a long, long time ago. But third-party publishers have much different pressures. They have to get a return. That's the priority. Mm-hmm. You know, They're not trying to make a device look good. They just want it on as many devices as they can possibly get it. And depending on the level of pressure from their shareholders and the, and the amount of other things they're working on, that will dictate whether they release something um, that's of good quality or uh, that will quickly deliver some kind of return. I would imagine that in the case of Cyberpunk, it was absolutely imperative, or maybe it was a legal condition that they did some kind of release and that there was heavy pushback but given yeah. that it was their only major game and it occupied the entire studio, just goes goes to show, you know, no matter how big you are, no matter how many successes you've had in the past, if you're a big studio and everything's riding on this, you can't afford to get it wrong.
0: No, I think it was pretty clear that they had a you-must-release-this-game-in-2020 cause yeah.
2: somewhere. Definitely, definitely. Or huge penalties would be due.
0: Yeah, exactly. Because I think the precedent of the refunds bad, bad precedent like, yeah, that's not good right? <laughs> really. because now, you know, everyone's going to be screaming refund every time they get glitches it's it's not not great the way that, that the whole thing was handled and I'm not saying that refunds shouldn't be, I mean, I know there was particular laws in the European Union about this stuff and I think that's fine, but just the way it all kind of went about right, with like them kind of just saying, Sony will refund you and mm-hmm. Sony seemed to not agree to that, and then they were kind of like, you know what, just forget it. You're going out of the store, and we're going to give everyone their money back. It, like it was all yeah. a little bit of a mess, and uh, you know, I I can't imagine that that's going to lay the groundwork for an, an easier time in the future.